Hello, and welcome back to the She is a Warrior podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season as Christmas is quickly approaching. I am absolutely thrilled with the feedback that I have received from our last episode with Erin Martin, especially about the raw milk. A lot of you are very interested in learning more, and I'd love to see that. Um, I posted a link to a very informative article written in partnership with Sally Fallon, who is actually the president of the Weston A. Price Foundation. On our, I posted it on our Facebook page. So if you would like a deeper dive there, please feel free to check that out. Um, check out that article. It's very informative. Um, today, I want to switch gears just a little bit. Not only are we quickly approaching Christmas, we are also nearing the one-year anniversary of my cancer diagnosis. It seems like yesterday, but it also seems like a lifetime ago at the same time. Uh, Many emotions are surfacing, but one thing that has been constant throughout my entire journey thus far is my appreciation for my support system. Um, I simply cannot imagine how I would have gotten through the toughest days without my faith and my faith-filled support group. Also, I have received countless messages from people who have loved ones going through a diagnosis and wondering how best to support them. So I wanted to focus today's episode on the real MVPs, the ones holding us together, the ones cheering us on our support system. So let's go. Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. Let's do this. I want to start out today by um, by stating the obvious. Everyone's different, obviously. Um, I'm going to speak what's on my heart and about the things that are important to me. But of course, the loved one that you may be supporting may be different. But for the most part, I feel that all of us share some of the common needs and desires. So let's start at the beginning. The initial diagnosis, the words, you have cancer. How do you help a loved one through those first days that are an emotional whirlwind? For me, after I got over the initial shock and had time to digest and reflect, I became much more worried about my family and friends finding out. I wanted to shield them from the hurt, and I was very anxious about telling them and about how how they would take it. Now, I don't want you to think that it's not okay to be upset. It absolutely is. It's a natural emotion and not one that needs to be kept to yourself, but... I am asking that you don't fall apart. 
We need your strength. We need to know that you're okay. Sometimes we just need you to hug us and say, you know, this this really sucks, but it's going to be okay. And I'll be right here fighting with you. We need your confidence. We need you to remind us of biblical truths. But if you need to fall apart for a moment, just don't do it around us, please. I'm not asking for rose-colored glasses and for you to make it seem like it's not a big deal because it is. Um, But there's just a happy medium in there where we kind of need you to reside. (laughs) We know it's tough on you, but God is bigger than anything that you or I may experience. And it's a difficult journey to navigate, but stay in constant prayer that God will work through you and He will. The second question that I get asked a lot is, you know, what what can I give them? What would they need during treatment? Um, This is one of my favorite questions because, honestly, I had no idea what I needed when I was beginning chemo. But others knew, and they provided me with so many care packages that were perfect at just the right time. I would pull certain things out of these care packages. I'm like, what am I going to need that for? And then then I'd be sitting in the room, and I'd need it, and I'd be like, oh. Oh, okay. So that's why we have this. So it's this, I feel like this information is very informative to come from someone who has been through it already. The first thing that I would suggest is a large, soft blanket. Keyword large. Um, it's cold in those treatment rooms, y'all. I'm telling it is, it's like it's freezing in there. And your loved one will often be sitting in the chair from anywhere to four to six hours. Um, the very first treatment is actually the longest because they run every medicine really slow to make sure that you don't have any adverse reactions to the medication. You don't need one of those tiny little things that only cover up your legs. You know, you really want to be able to heavy snuggle down in the blanket all the way up to your chin, you know. So um, gargantuan fluffy blankie. Check. Another thing that I suggest are some slides or shoes that slip on and off easily. You want to be able to get comfortable in the chair, but you still need to slide your shoes on quickly for the dozens of trips to the bathroom that you'll take um, with your little ivy pole. Um, Side note, I named my ivy pole. His name is Patrick the Pole. I'm not really sure why. I guess I figured, you know, we'd be spending a lot of time together. So in the words of Forrest Gump, now we ain't strangers anymore. Anyway, moving on. Next up is a good who. Okay. Y'all listen. Y'all hear the train. Oh, that's nice. There's there's a train. We're just going to keep going though. Um next up is a good uplifting motivational book. Now, I need y'all to hear me very carefully here. Um I had a dear friend, y'all, and I don't want her to listen and have her feelings hurt because I love her so much. But with very sweet and wonderful intentions, she gave me a book to read. It was about it was by an author that I love, so I was super excited to read it. But there I was in my chemo chair, reading along in good spirits, and there was a character in the book that got cancer. And you know, okay, good. This is this is going to be about a story where somebody triumphs and they beat the cancer. Okay, so. Her whole family rallied around her to pray for her. The whole town did, actually. It was so inspiring. But then she died. Y'all, she died. And while I get that is God's answer sometimes, it was not what my mind needed sitting in that chair. So be mindful of that. And please make sure that the book that you give them is uplifting and positive. Okay? Because it really does matter what we put into our minds and our hearts with our hearts. I, I am from South Georgia, y'all. What we put into our minds and hearts, whether it's the music we listen to, the television we watch, what we read, or the people that we choose to be around. So so choose wisely. Just just be mindful of what you give them. 
um, during this time. Another idea is snacks, y'all. As, as I mentioned earlier, chemotherapy can take several hours. Some snacks are offered at the center, but they may not be the most nutrient-dense options. Maybe a lot of sugar. Um, I opted to eat goldfish several times that they, they had those there for us, but it's also a good idea to pack snacks for treatment day. Um, some good options are like almonds because they're a great source of manganese and copper, which is necessary in the cycle that we've discussed previ previously when getting iron out of our tissues and used properly by our bodies. When excess iron is stored in our body, that can lead to inflammation, and we don't want to do that. You know, we're already in enough trouble with inf inflammation. They are also great sources of protein and healthy fats, which can help, you know, get the nutrients that you really need when you really don't feel like eating. So um, sugar is not the best option, but sometimes, honestly, I want you to hear me, you do what you have to do to get through chemo. One side effect of chemotherapy is the worst dry mouth ever. So I would often snack on hard candy like Jolly Ranchers or um, peppermints. That was just something that was good to me when a lot of other things were not. And I'm not saying this is a source of nutrition, but it helps with the dry mouth. Um, peppermints are especially helpful when dealing with nausea. Another super helpful thing that I found were called queasy drops. Okay, they're called queasy drops. You can find them on Amazon, but they're specifically for nausea and dry mouth, and they really helped me. Like I tried a bunch of different ones, and those were the ones that really helped me a lot. A lot of people really like the different ginger candies that are available. Um, I love ginger, but my taste buds did not like these at all personally, but it wouldn't hurt for someone else to try because I've heard, you know, a lot of good things about these. Gum is also a good option. Um, it sounds really weird, but every time the nurses access your port or change out the medications, they always flush with saline. I can taste and smell it every time. It is the weirdest thing. I don't even know how to explain it, but although it doesn't bother me now, when I was feeling queasy anyway, it was not a good taste at all. So I would always try to keep gum on hand to overshadow the taste of the saline. Avocado. This sounds strange, but it's a great snack if the patient likes it. Um, a friend of mine would bring little packs of avocado sometimes for us to snack on in a lunchbox with an ice, ice pack. Um, they're an excellent source of good calories and healthy fats, which again, I personally did not feel like eating much at all during treatment. So it was good that I was intentional in trying to get as many calories and healthy fats when I did feel like eating to help with my nutrition during that time. But avocados have a very mild taste and they're, they're very soft, so it, it didn't trigger my nausea very much at all. So that, that was a good option for me. Warm bone broth is actually a powerhouse of nutrients when eating doesn't sound appealing. Um, you'd, be, you'd really be surprised, unless you've read up on it, of the nutrients that you can get from a good bone broth. You can make your own. Um, I suggest, of course, going back to some of our previous episodes, using bones from grass-fed and grass finished animals. I believe the site that I have um, shared on our Facebook community page actually sells this and they'll deliver it straight to your door. But um, this is an excellent option. It helped me so much when I just like chewing and swallowing food just was not doing it for me. So bone broth really helped. Um, sometimes just plain bread hit the spot. I don't really need to get into all the side effects of chemo, but sometimes the brat diet is a good go-to. Um, bananas, rice, applesauce, and toast. Keep it simple. Any bland tasting snack that you can think of are good options to pack. 
heavy and overpowering flavors may induce nausea during this time. So I would just steer clear of that. Like the blue Doritos or Funyuns, like, please no, don't pack those. However, for me personally, I always felt amazing right after treatment. Like with the steroids and the fluids that they pump my body with, that mixed with the rest that I got all day, I always left the treatment center feeling way better than when I walked in. So I always encourage patients to take advantage of that. Go reward yourself with your favorite food right after treatment. One, because you deserve it. And two, um, in a couple of days, you're probably, you probably aren't going to feel like eating. So find out what their favorite foods are and bring that to them on their good days. One point to note here, I feel, is that um, the bad feeling doesn't happen immediately after chemo. Um, I remember I expected to feel bad that night or the next day, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. This isn't bad at all. And then day four or five, it felt like a literal train hit me. But the good news is that it got a lot easier each time, so keep trudging forward, and it will it will always get better, which every day, every which everybody's different, but for me, that's just kind of how that worked out. One helpful bit of advice here for those supporting and for those going through chemo, I highly, highly advise against making yourself eat your favorite foods on the days that you feel terrible. In my mind, I was like, I know I need to eat, but nothing sounds good. So let's go to my favorite restaurant and maybe I can make myself eat X, Y, Z, whatever that favorite food is. But now that I'm post-chemo, I can't even begin to think about trying to eat that food now. It's like food PTSD, if that's even a thing. Um, just, Just the thought of some foods that I used to love make me gag now because I did this. And that makes me super sad. So save your favorite foods for your good days or just skip them all together. If you really don't feel like eating, just don't traumatize yourself that way because you're, you won't ever like those foods again. Another idea for useful things to give them is a good chapstick. Um, the dry mouth is real and it like travels to your lips and stuff. It's super gross, but that's, that's always a great option. And it, it was always good for me to have some kind of chapstick on hand as well as a good hand lotion. You know, you're constantly washing your hands because your immune system is down and your hands get really dry and uncomfortable. Other things to help them um, expect that you can't really help them with, but um, they probably won't be prepared for is your fingernails and or your toenails may fall off. Nobody told me that. So when it happened, it was a little concerning and um, a little shocking, a little overwhelming. So kind of prepare them, you know, be like, you you know, you may lose your fingernails and toenails. Nobody's going to tell you that, but I just did. So you're welcome. Um, the little kits to draw on eyebrows are a helpful gift too. You may, you may see these pop up on like your Facebook ads or something, but it's like a little stencil you hold over your eye and you dab the, and it looks pretty real, but, um, those two will fall off. So it just helps women feel better about themselves when they have a little bit of eyebrows, head coverings like beanies, scarves, hats are also helpful if they'll lose their hair. Um, I had a million wigs, but I hated all of them. But letting them pick one of those out is another option. Um, I suggest a full lace wig with natural hair. I was able to find um, some on Etsy that were beautiful, a few on Amazon, but there are tons of websites to choose from. So that may be a good gift if you're looking to give, um, give someone something, let them choose one of those. Another side effect that I experienced was this really, really weird feeling in the back of my throat. I've tried so hard to explain it, but I really, I really can't. Um, it makes swallowing anything absolutely terrible. 
Even water was hard to get down. I suggest the liquid IV packets that allow for more hydration of your body than plain water. Um, that way you're getting more like bang for your buck, I guess is a good way to put it. You're getting more hydration per swallow when swallowing is difficult. Also, Pedialyte was a huge help for me too on my really tough days. I never really thought of adults drinking this, but I mean, it's it's got electrolytes and it's very hydrating and some of it tastes pretty good. So I, I had the packets that I added to bottled water sometimes and then I also had the pre-made pre -made stuff. So that's a good option. Some people like the BioLite. I did not like that at all, but it's more of a preference thing. It wouldn't hurt to give them a couple of flavors to try. That's also very, very good when you're dehydrated or you're just needing to get some hydration. A notebook to keep all the handouts blood work results, medicine information sheets, all in one place. That's also a huge help, as well as a pen to keep on hand. Um, especially in the very beginning, a ton of information is thrown at you at one time. So it's nice to be able to jot stuff down and just have a place to keep all of that in one spot to go back and reference later. So that's the basics of the care packages, I would say, or things to give them to take to the treatment room or for use at home during treatment. Some people often search for ideas to just help make their life easier. Um, I had a lot of people who wanted to, to do some, something of that sort for me. And the hands down, probably the biggest help of my life was a meal train. I don't know, most of you have heard that, but it's actually a website. You can make a meal train where people go on and they sign up for days and they tell what they're bringing. And um, you can set it up, like for me, I had people sign up and volunteer to bring meals every Monday and Wednesday. So we ate, you know, leftovers on Tuesday and Thursday. And then on the weekend, you know, we usually did something different. But that was such a huge help for me during the week because I was trying to work as well. So I was working, I had a baby, you know, I was feeling really sick a lot of the time. So that was just a huge help for me. One of my favorite humans set up a meal train for me and I cannot tell you how helpful it was. Some days I would barely be able to hold my head up and I would remember that somebody was bringing dinner for my family that night and I would just tear up, literally. It meant so much for me. Try to cook things for them with protein and vegetables and of course sweets were always welcome too. Um, we want to try to stay balanced and nutrient dense, but let's face it, some days the only thing I could stomach to eat were sweets. But honestly, just the weight of knowing that your family is being taken care of when you aren't able to, as a mom, as a wife, you know, that that carries its weight more than anything to me. So on a side note, if you're listening and if you're one of the angels on earth that provided a meal for me, thank you. Thank you. The next one is a tough one to talk about. Um, not everyone is in a position to help in a monetary way. And most patients going through something like this will not ask. They will never be able to ask, but that's okay. You know, and if you are not in a in a place to be able to donate in a monetary way, that's okay also. But for those who are, I will never be able to put into words the feeling of relief every time I got assistance in this way. Medical bills are insane, and a lot of people can't work at all while undergoing chemotherapy. And in today's world, it's hard to make it with a job much less without one. For me, I was able to work, but I ran out of sick days very early in the process, so I was being docked each day that I missed. Um, I still get docked for some appointments and treatment days now. Um, I work for a school system that is an absolute godsend, and they work with me as much as they can, and for that, I am truly thankful. But for those of you who know, 
Teachers don't teach for the money. So every little bit that we received to help was an answered prayer. Um, on this same topic, you could host a fundraiser, you know, t-shirt sales, Boston butts, a bake sale. We even had a group of people host an adult prom for my benefit. This was a double win because it was so fun. It was a night to dance and get dressed up and just forget reality for a little while. But it was also a huge source of monetary donations and gains. They had a silent auction and people were so gracious in giving. Again, if you gave to us, we can never thank you enough. So if you're in the position and you can, you can donate to help with the overwhelming cost of medical bills, gas going to and from treatments, to help pay the bills when income is cut short, etc. Because it's one thing to be stressed because of your health, but when you're stressed because you can't pay the bills, that just adds to the stress and it's just it's just a lot. So thank you from the bottom of my heart from anybody who has ever donated to us. And if you are in a position and know someone that you love is going through that and you're able please consider donating to them. They'll, they'll never ask you, but they'll, they'll never be able to thank you enough either. Another huge help that we received that I would have never even thought of on my own to provide for someone was paying for someone to clean their house for them. Um, when I was going through treatment, like I said, I was trying to work. I had two teenage daughters that are into everything and a baby that demanded a lot of my attention. So the one thing that really got neglected was our house. It was such a refreshing and amazing feeling to have someone come in and do the things that I just couldn't do. So you know who you are. If you did that for me, thank you so much. That was such a big help. But that is another idea if you're trying to think of something to do um, for someone going through treatment. Another one is know when their good days are and take them out of the house. For me, mentally, it never does me any good to just sit around the house left to my thoughts for long periods of time. Now, don't get me wrong. When life is utter chaos, which it has been the last several weeks, every now and then an entire day spent on the couch in pajamas with a warm blanket and Netflix is just what the doctor ordered. But days and days and days of just sitting in the house is not good for my mental health. And I feel like it's not good for anybody. So it's good to get out and enjoy yourself, even for just a little while. Um, even on the days that I didn't think I wanted to, once I got out of the house, I was so glad that I did. Offer to keep the kids if they have any. You know, as mentioned before, there were some days um, that just lifting my head was a chore and all I wanted to do was sleep. Ask them to let you watch their kids or take them where they need to go or pick them up so that they can get a power nap. You know, they will definitely appreciate it. But if they're anything like me, they'll never ask for that. The last thing that I want to mention is without a doubt the most important. Pray for them. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. I had two friends that asked me if they could pray over me before my treatment began. I went to one of their homes, and they said the most heartfelt and moving prayer over me. I will never forget it. Peace that passes all understanding. It doesn't matter if you don't think that you have the right words. God hears your heart. And not only that, be a constant voice of encouragement for them. Don't let them believe the lies that the enemy will try to plant in their minds and hearts. Don't let them give up faith. Constantly remind them that God is bigger than any storm that they will face because they will face storms and they will need you for that. Next up, I'm going to give you a short list of things not to do. As stated before, this is me. 
Obviously, not everyone will agree, but these are the things that I wanted to avoid, if at all possible, and I feel like most people agree with me here. Um, so just, like I said, a very short list of things to avoid. Don't do. All right, number one. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Try to hold it together. Don't fall apart in front of us because we are doing everything we can to keep it together ourselves. We need you to be strong. I know that's a heavy order, but when and if you can, please be strong. Number two, don't pity or feel sorry for us. There is a drastic difference in a look given out of love and sympathy and a look out of pity. Please don't look at us like we're pitiful and gosh, it sucks to be you. Just don't. Number three, Please don't tell us about your great aunt Sue that had the same diagnosis and died. I'm very sorry for your loss, but keep it to yourself. Now's not the time. Um, number four, don't ignore us. <laughs> I've surprisingly had people even avoid eye contact with me because they really didn't know what to say or do. Just act normal. You know, every, everyday small talk and conversation will be fine. We don't have to talk about it if it makes you uncomfortable. Number five, don't avoid the topic for fear of upsetting us. I, for one, don't mind talking about it. You know, how I found it, what treatment I'm on. All of those are valid welcome questions that I don't mind answering. In fact, I enjoy getting my story out there. I've said this before. You know, if my story will help someone else, I'm, I'm all for it. So don't avoid it for fear of upsetting us. Um, number six, please don't question our choices of treatment. I can pretty much guarantee you that whoever it is, has stressed and worried and prayed over which route was best for them. So please allow those decisions to be made by them and their doctors. We don't need input from out from, from you. That sounds rude, but just keep that in mind. Number seven, don't overwhelm our kids with questions because number one, they may not know all the answers. And number two, revert back to number five, ask us. We don't mind talking about it. A kind and gentle, how's your mom or how's your dad, whoever it is, is fine. Allowing them to know that you care is one thing, but bombarding them with details is another. And please don't. I realize that some people's children are adults, in which case this doesn't apply. Just use your judgment here. If they're small children, teenage, just don't bombard them. So to sum everything up, if they're your friend, support them. Let them know that you're there to fight with them. We know your lives are busy too, but we need you, specifically during the treatment days when life just sucks sometimes. If you're not their close friends, still reach out to them and to let them know that you're praying for them. Your words of encouragement mean more than you know. If you're a part of my support system, I appreciate you and I love you. Until next time, friends, keep fighting the good fight. And remember, your struggles may one day become your testimony and your purpose. So walk it out with faith and integrity. I'm praying for you, sister. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. I'm tuning in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.